0: Dear friends, welcome to 1,000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark. Um, thank you. Thanks for stopping by to listen today. Making this podcast has turned out to be a little focal practice, a kind of liturgy or routine that helps me to show up and engage with where I am, what I'm feeling and thinking, and what the Lord in a thousand quiet ways is trying to teach me. But it's also become this way of feeling like I'm not just talking to myself all the time, that there's a larger conversation going on, and maybe there's a little place for me in that conversation that idea actually reminds me of uh my little nieces they want so badly to hang out with the grown-ups at the grown-up table they just want to be a part of things uh to have a place anyway all that to say uh i'm just really grateful i want to say thank you for listening and being a part of this with me making a place for me by listening and uh So this week, I want to stay in the Easter season and I want to share a song I wrote last year about this time. It's called Meet Me Here. Paul says at the end of 1 Corinthians in chapter 15 that the hope we have isn't just for this life. It's not just for the next 20, 30, or 40 years. He says the resurrection of the dead Jesus is not just a sermon illustration. It's not just some way we get a nice moral of the story. Something like, good will triumph over evil. You know, a sort of weak sauce, love wins, sermon application. Uh, Paul says this is literal resurrection and that Jesus is just the first. We are next. That means literally that one day I will meet my two grandfathers who died before I was even born. And Jesus could be touched. He could eat food and be seen after his resurrection. He really was flesh and blood. And we will be too. And once death has come and gone for each of us, it'll never come again. This is a miracle. And by that, I mean that according to the natural processes of this world, it's not possible. Jesus has brought with him into our natural world something from another world, a supernatural process. But now that something external to the nature of this world has actually happened within this world, that other world has begun to slowly merge with this one. In other words, the kingdom of light is cropping up like little lamps in the middle of the kingdom of darkness. And one day, there will be no night at all. No more death when the light of light himself arrives. Meanwhile, even though we have hope, we really do grieve. We grieve because we're following Jesus' example at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. Jesus wept bitterly himself just minutes before he raised his friend to life. Okay. Okay. That's all exciting to me. So this week, I'm sharing the audio from a house concert that I played last November. Uh, The song is called Meet Me Here. And uh, since this is from a live performance, I want to include the storytelling part. Um, Also, here's another cool thing. If you go to my YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash MatthewClarkNet, all that's one word, MatthewClarkNet, you can watch the video of this song and story from that concert. So, also subscribe to my YouTube while you're there, that would be really helpful to me. And, I'm so terrible about reminding people of this, um, and I may have never even mentioned it, but all of my music is on Spotify, and Amazon Music, and iTunes, uh, and there is a studio version of this song, Meet Me Here, uh, online, so Go to my Spotify and follow, and uh, you can hear that, that song. Um, okay, so I will say Happy Easter to you, because it's still Easter, and I'm so thankful for the hope of the resurrection. Here is this week's episode, a live song and story uh, of the song, Meet Me Here. So I live here in this house with my brother, Sam, who he's a, you might've noticed a few things made out of clay around the house, like lots of little trolls and dragons and a wolf and a little boy. So Sam is a ceramic artist, as a lot of you know, and he's, he's actually out of town. He might come in at some point during this concert. He's been in Louisiana at a market, but, um, <laughs> Sam is seven years older than me. And so I feel like in a way growing up, we didn't know each other that well. Uh, it's really only been in the last 10 or ten years or so that we've kind of gotten to be friends. And then we've lived together for five or six years now. And so we've learned, you know, to apologize, and <laughs> admit that we were wrong, which feels terrible, right? Leading up to apology is like the worst feeling in the world. And then once you get over the hump and you say it, what a relief. So uh, we've learned to do that some, which is fun. And... <laughs> <laughs> But Sam is a wonderful guy. Since he's not here, I'll talk about him. I really love him. And he he would tell you, we grew up in the same family, same church, everything. But uh, there's so many things that are very different between us. And he would tell you that, um, and may have told you this story, that he didn't really feel like he became a Christian until his kind of early, mid-30s. And... Um, there's something kind of exciting. Sometimes when people meet Jesus later in life, um, there's a kind of energy about that. And so Sam loves to talk about that. And it really encourages me. Sometimes we sit around this kitchen table in here and we talk about the hope that we have. We love to kind of speculate about the, uh, the kingdom and, uh, and the life to come. And one of the things that Sam says that I love to repeat to myself, if it's maybe it's been a really terrible day, what is that um, kid's book about? So-and-so is really bad, terrible. So whenever it's been one of those days, Sam will say, man, what a miserable day it's been. But you know what? In 200 years from now, we are not going to be worried about this. (laughs) I love that perspective. But then on the other hand, sometimes maybe it's been a really beautiful day. Something good has happened that you don't want to forget. Sam will say, man, you know what? In, in 200 years, we're going to look back on this day, and we're going to remember how sweet it was because it doesn't just get obliterated or annihilated. I love, I love the scene in Scripture after Jesus has come back from the dead, and you know the disciples are all scared out of their minds, so they've locked themselves in this room. And Jesus, even though the doors are closed, he shows up in the room. Bloop, bloop, there he is. That's the sound of showing up in a room. He shows up in the room, and uh, and he said the first thing he says, you know, get ready. It's super holy and spiritual. He says, "Have y'all got anything to eat?" And they say, "Yeah, we do. We've got some fish." And so he reaches out his hand, and he takes the fish with his fingers. And with his teeth, he bites the fish and chews it up. And with his tongue, he tastes it. Somebody a few nights ago raised their hand at this point and said, what are you getting at? And I said, wait two more seconds. He was really there. He was really there. It wasn't a ghost. And scripture says he's the first He's the firstborn from among the dead. He's the first of what we will become. Scripture says, when we see him, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. So the future and the hope that we have is not some ghostly, vaporous cloud existence. It's some place where you can have a big fish fry. That's good news. We're looking forward to a real resurrection, a physical reality, and a real hope. Which also means that when you get there, and when I get there, I'm going to know your face. Because it's really going to be you. And I'm going to look in your eyes, and they're going to be the same eyes that I remember from here. We're going to know each other. Isn't that good? And there are lots of people that I'm looking forward to meeting for the first time. So a friend asked me this past spring to write an Easter song. And I just kept thinking about what Sam says.
1: The bombs explode and found no hole to hide in Wars and rumors of the worst we can imagine Where nothing sacred can survive So you can meet me here in 10,000 years. And I'll know your face, and you'll know mine. We will lift our voices to the one who loved us. Though he scorned the cross, he knew the joy beyond was worth the cost of keeping promises. Gentle in the violence And as rooted as the mountains And nothing of the fool I've been Has managed yet to silence it So speak to us all huddled here We're refugees and children None of us is innocent. We're bloody just from living, and we are beggars at your door. We came here cause we heard your voice. So come and wipe our tears away, dearest friend of sinners. Jesus, kiss each worried face and wash us in the river. The earth will see his might And blossom like a flower Power and love in union sing That he has held us tenderly So you can meet me here In ten thousand years And I'll know your face And you'll know our voices to the one who loved us. Though he scorned the cross, he knew the joy beyond was you would meet me here in ten thousand years and I'll know your face and you'll know mine. We will lift our voices to the one who loved us. Though he scorned the cross, he joy beyond was worth the cost of keeping promises in a world
0: Well, thanks again for listening. Uh, Happy Easter to you. Hold on to the very real joy that is set before us. And besides that, find me on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, etc. Leave reviews and share this with your friends if it's encouraging to you. Uh, Thanks so much, y'all. I will see you next week.